Thompson to UEBO. Police chases might become illegal. He's an attorney and founder for the Blue Institute. He's also the author of When Cops Kill and a former cop, Lance LaRusso, on the live line. Lance, good to have you back. Thanks for having me. Yeah, when I, when I saw the pitch on this one, I was like, that's all we need. You know, it's just like, what else are we going to do to make the criminals run the country? Ugh. You know, it's, it's really interesting. On a day that uh, we're honoring our veterans, we're talking about transferring responsibility for people who break the law to the officers that are sworn to uphold it. <laughs> it's just so it, it, you, you can't make you, you can't make a more ridiculous statement. And you know what it really comes down to? It's public policy and it's, you know, I would I will say a lack of willpower. It sounds better than gutless politicians who bottom line is don't want to solve the difficult problems. Let's regulate the people we can regulate with the stroke of a pen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ones who sign on the line saying, "I honest and I, pro- I, I, I honestly promise and 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 I will serve the country even if it costs me my life and I will go to work every day even if my family never sees me again. I promise you that I will do my job to the best of my ability even if everyone hates me. I mean, what what do you want from these people? Well, it's really interesting when when you look at police chases and you look at when they get crazy and people get injured and and you know the private citizen who has nothing to do with the police chase gets injured. It's generally as the police chase goes on. That's a really interesting dichotomy. I've been training officers in driving vehicles since we were cranking the front of them to start them in cold weather. <laughs> the bottom line is, if you want to stop police chases, wreck the offender immediately. Yep. Just run into if them. you show an offense, if you show a manifest intent to not stop a car when there are lights and sirens behind you, the way to stop that and protect the public is to wreck the vehicle immediately. Have you the seen... problem is that, you know who's complaining about that, is bean counters because they don't want to fix police cars. Well, obviously, yeah. But have you seen the badass Florida cop who, when the guy like is running <laughs> over people in the Florida intersection through a busy time of day, and he just rams into him and then gets up and pulls him out of the car like a rag doll? Oh, my Lord. They're... Superhero. Yeah, that's that, it, it, yeah, it's actually a Georgia trooper. And, and when he did it, he actually knocked the car up on top of a curb and disabled it, not only the vehicle being disabled, we think, oh, there's a lot of damage. He took the physics away from the car, preventing the car from driving. Mm-hmm. We saw a Florida trooper who was working security for a, I believe it was Florida, for a, a 5K, and a drunk driver was driving on a closed road. How did the trooper protect everyone? She intentionally wrecked in the vehicle, an incredibly brave act. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is if you want to protect people from chases, when a person runs, wreck the car. Now, law enforcement knows how to wreck the car. It's called a precision intervention technique. It's a pit maneuver. Mm -hmm. But the problem is people don't have the political willpower to say, first of all, we're going to fix the police cars because it's worth the price of doing business to protect the public. And number two, if you run and you get injured in the car, that is your fault. That is not the fault of the officer. Yeah, because the first thing the families want to do is sue and get a bunch of money because they're a criminal did something to put others in harm's way. That's the first thing they want to do. And the sad part is a lot of times they win. Well, and it's really interesting because, they, you know, the, the use, of, use of force to stop a, a chase when somebody is running from the police is force. And that's what's underlying this. People saying, well, you know, they're putting the public in danger by chasing these criminals. Don't mistake this. This is another way to take the ability of officers to use force to stop criminals away out of their toolbox. There's a case called Scott versus Harris. 
the United States Supreme Court looked at this issue and said that when a suspect is a danger to the public, the officer is justified in using force by using his vehicle to stop further risk to the public. Now, it's interesting in that case, and it followed a lot of other cases, it said that the officer is justified in weighing the risk to the public if the chase continues as opposed to the potential risk to the perpetrator by being in a car wreck. And that is what's lost in this analysis. Exactly. And a lot of them will call off the car chase if it just gets too dangerous and the guy's just so bat crap crazy that there's no way to really wreck them without hurting people, you know, that are on the street or something. Then they just call off the chase and they find him later because it's kind of like they know what the car looks like now. Um, Exactly. It happens all the time. mm -hmm. The problem is that when the car is stolen or when there are... Uh, situations where the person, just as their very actions, are putting the public in danger. There's a lot of factors that go into that. Chases are called off all the time. You have people that are caught later. You have people sometimes that are not caught later. But when we get into funding, remember these same folks who wanted to defund the police, it's a lot easier to do that in a jurisdiction when you have a helicopter to take over the chase. But when you talk about the cost of helicopters and air units, that's a whole other discussion. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, what a great time for a criminal to be alive, isn't it? I mean, we've got oh, no, yeah. no cash bails. We, we're not can't, we can't chase you anymore. I mean, just do whatever you want. Let's escape from New York. Here we are. You know, my favorite is the guy in Washington State that was being chased by the police and called 911 to complain that the police were violating the law by chasing him. I mean, if that does not show you just how bizarre this debate has gotten again let's control the people we can control with the stroke of a pen instead of saying we have a criminal element that is out of control and we're failing miserably to protect the public law enforcement every single person that's out there and putting the the soundbite policies ahead of protecting the public which they're all sworn to do the politicians that's their first obligation is to keep the public safe. Yeah. So PERF, which is an acronym for Police Executive Research Forum, I think there should be an IM in front of it because they're imperf. But um, they claim that that doing this may not be worth it, and to just let them get away because you know if they perpetrate or accidentally kill somebody in their next crime, it, you know that's better than if we wreck a car. You know, PERF, the, the PERF exec, the research forum has been around for a long time. They've come out with some fairly controversial things uh, in the past few years. I wrote an article called Perfectly Wrong Mm -hmm. about about 10 or 12 uh, guidance principles that they put out a few years ago in a research paper. And I understand that they may have a principle and they may be trying to drive a discussion, but that discussion should be pushed towards funding for some other way to stop police chases. With all of the technology that we have available, why don't we spend money on law enforcement? Of course, that's not defunding, is it? Anyway, spend money on police uh, vehicles and technology that will allow the officer to disable electronically the car that's running from them. The technology's got to be there, and I'm sure there's a lot of smart people who can solve it, but that requires not defunding the police. Yeah, I'm sure Dr. Evil's out there somewhere. But we've got a lot of progressives who just think that we we shouldn't do anything to criminals. I, I don't understand that mentality, and it's mostly because they haven't been victims yet. They don't understand what it's like to be the woman who's been beaten repeatedly, to get brave enough 
to call the police and have the guy arrested and get a piece of paper that says he can't come near you, but he shows up at your window in three hours. They don't understand what it's like to be her. And until they do, and until they've been through that, and I don't wish it upon them, but they don't get it. They don't know what it's like to be a cop. They don't know what it's like to have everybody broad stroked as, as, as a, I can't remember his name now off the top of my head, but uh, the cop with George Floyd. Darn it. Can't think of his name. But, um, not every, thank you. Not everyone's like that guy. Most of them are out there just trying to protect the public, so we cannot base the performance of every cop out there by one or two examples where somebody kind of did something wrong. It goes a step further, too. I don't have a problem with somebody having a differing point of view. I don't even have a problem with somebody with a completely different perspective who doesn't understand things the way other folks do. But listen. Listen to the victims. Listen to the people who live in impoverished areas who are being victims of crime. Listen to the law enforcement officers who are telling you that no cash bail is getting people killed, not just robbed, but killed. Mm -hmm. Listen to them, and maybe it's best if you step outside of your gated community and behind your desk that's that's protected by private security that you're paying thousands of dollars a month to do, and stop telling people you understand how the world works and how little people live. Yeah. So do you know off the top of your head which states have adopted this this ridiculous law? Of no, no I don't. Several have, several have looked at it. And what's really interesting is, you know, it's, um, I've been watching this trend for years. Uh, there have been people talking about this for years. It's kind of like the defund the police movement has been talked about in the shadows for years. Several folks, uh, several states have considered it, several counties and have considered it, cities as well. But what has been happening over the past several years is police departments bending to this pressure and putting policies in place that either you can't chase unless they, they call it the seven deadly sins, the murder, robbery, rape, things like that, mm-hmm. or um, putting a ban on police chases completely. Now, I can tell you from personal experience, agencies that have put these no-chase policies in place, criminals going there, committing crimes, and when they see a police officer behind them, they wave at them. They don't use all their fingers, but they wave at them, <laughs> and then they hit the gas and drive recklessly, knowing that as soon as they manifest a, an intent to chase, uh, a, an intent to run from the officer, the officer will break off the chase and they'll get away. We've seen it. I've, I've seen the surveillance video of suspects doing it from dash cams. Well, I, I would be so frustrated then as an officer, I'd quit. I would. But you know, they don't. I know, but I would because I'd be like, if you are going to handcuff me, quite literally, from doing my job and getting the bad guys off the street, which is why they do what they do, is to enforce the laws and to get the bad guys away from the innocent public who pay the taxes to pay their salaries. We cannot have bureaucrats sitting behind desks saying, here's what they can and can't do to put a weight on whether or not my life is worth the risk of wrecking a car. I, I don't understand that. And it's very, very frustrating, especially from the officer's perspective, when the people that are saying you need to stop police chases because you're putting the public in danger, I haven't heard a single person talking about how much danger there is to an officer and how much they put their own lives in jeopardy trying to stop that person before they injure another. Yeah. Well, you'll hear me screaming it from the highest mountain because I get tired of it. I have way too many people who I care about and some who I love who are in law enforcement. 
I cannot have them in harm's way because people don't understand how dangerous their job is. That's pretty much the bottom line. They don't understand how dangerous the job is. Well, they don't want to because if they do, and I feel like we're on an Abbott and Costello skit, third base, <laughs> they now have to do something about it. Yeah. Well, this this is ridiculous. I mean, car chases are inevitably going to happen because bad guys don't want to get caught. And if we make it so that they can't get caught, then they will perpetually be victimizing people in the public. And there's no reason to even have a police force at that point. I mean, what right. what's the and, point? Well, and they also have these little carve-outs. So when the Boston bombers from the marathon uh, were in a chase, with the police, and it was many jurisdictions of the police in Boston, you didn't hear anybody saying, you know, they just should have let those guys go. Yeah. Well, now we know how it ends, and we also know what they did. The problem is that when you have a person who has, who has decided to run, you don't know what they've done. And to retroactively say, well, um, you know, it was just a traffic ticket, that's not always the case. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be a person who just did something that the officer has no idea, but they're running for a reason. Now, the other thing that, the other policy that pops up that really gets in the way of this analysis, because it's a truth that nobody wants to admit, if you just stop, it's not only a polite and and societal responsibility, it's the law. Mm -hmm. Stop breaking the law. It is amazing how many people who don't break the law or people who get a traffic ticket and have a peaceful and quiet and professional encounter with law enforcement every day, it's amazing how many of those folks exist. You would think that that's, you know, like uh, as, as common as seeing Bigfoot ride a unicorn down Main Street, <laughs> but there are encounters every day with people who, I know this is crazy, they see blue lights, they pull over, they talk to the officer, they give them their driver's license, and they get a ticket or they get a warning, and they go to work, they go to the grocery store, they finish their day. Isn't that just crazy? Yeah, it's it's crazy how that happens. I literally have 30 seconds left. Lance, where do they go to get your book, When Cops Kill, or to learn more about what you write? BlueLineLawyer.com. They can learn more about the Blue Line Lawyer Institute, and they can get the books on Amazon. The profits from the nonfiction uh, books go to law enforcement charities. Everybody, please check them out. Lance LaRusso, L-O-R-U-S-S-O. Thank you, Lance, once again, for what you do and for being on the show. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye-bye.